Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello. I'm the author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter. Together with my co-hostess, Carrie Butler, a Ho'oponopono forgiveness coach and the owner of the consulting firm, Emergency Cafe, located in Los Angeles, California. Today, we have a very special guest, Carol Adu. Carol Adu is a social media coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. She is a certified angel intuitive, and she is the author of the forthcoming book, Came to Believe, A Journey of Trust, Faith, and Perseverance. Good morning, Tara. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Good morning, Carrie Butler. Good morning, my love. I'm so excited for this show, too. I cannot even, I've got lists of things, lists of things to ask. We probably don't even have enough time. (laughs) So before anything, I have to give a full disclosure to Tara here and tell her that I started following Tara Ledoux on Twitter long before Carrie ever said, we got to have this girl Tara Ledoux on our show. And, and I went, I, when she said your name, I was like, Tara Ledoux, went to my Twitter. And I have to tell you that when we, I followed you a long time ago, I want to say a year ago, but what attracted me to you was was your picture, your fresh face, your your dynamic way of posting. And I was like, I like this girl. And I picked, you know, I want to follow her. So I, I was so excited. Uh, she, I, I'm like, I think I, I, I follow her. Like, she's the, she's the one. So we're really excited to have you. So before we dive into the social media coaching, which I loved your ebook, by the way. I mean, like, I'm telling everybody, you. if you want to build your platform, this is such an informative book. Uh, but let's start with how Thank you started your spiritual path. What what was your initial, like, this is what I want to do? Yeah, for sure. Well, hopefully I just want to say I hope that I'm following you back on Twitter because I do try to you follow are. people back. You are. Oh, good. You are. Good, you good. Are. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just my I grew up in a house. My mom uh, practiced astrology, so we – I kind of grew up with some woo-woo stuff. Like she was always telling me, oh, Mercury's retrograde or this planet is in this, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I was kind of attuned to it. And she was told through some of her astrologers and psychics that I had um, some psychic qualities. I don't like to call them gifts, but like some psychic um, inclinations, I guess. Um, and throughout my childhood, a lot of different things happened, but I just never really tapped into it because of um, what was going on in my surroundings. So I, um, you know, three, it'll be three years, actually, September 2nd, that I had a pretty major accident on the beach in Malibu, and I fell, and I broke my ankle severely in three spots, and that's kind of when the spiritual awakening happened. Maybe a few Mm -hmm. months before that, because a few months before that, I bought my first deck of angel cards um, at a local bookstore and started playing around with them. Then I went and saw a psychic for her to tell me that I was psychic. I wanted her to be able to tell me if I was psychic or not. And I don't claim to be psychic. I just claim to be intuitive. And then she predicted uh, that I was She predicted that I was going to have um, a, a pretty big spiritual awakening where I was going to see the light and things were going to come to a head. And she said that my root chakra was out of balance. And then, bam, like a month later, I fell and broke my ankle, which is directly related to the root chakra being out of balance. And that's when everything kind of changed for me. Like right after that, as I was healing, I took the Certified Angel Card Reader course. I Next year, I took the Angel Intuitive course with Doreen Virtue and then decided that I wanted to be an author and write about my experience in the last three years of how I've transformed my life around, um, by believing in something outside of myself that could basically restore me to sanity. Kind of how it all started. Wow. So just real quick, that's... what were you what were you doing before? What what was your, you uh, know, before the spiritual age and what were you doing? As far as a job? Yeah, or, like just, yeah, like how are you making uh, a living? Just Curious. sales, sales, <laughs> sales. I'm a people yeah, connector. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm a people connector. So I, um, you know, I'm really good with uh, talking with different types of people and selling as far as spiritual stuff. I mean, I was uh, practicing a 12-step program going to Al-Anon, and that's when I was really tr- really was able to discover who my higher power was, but I wasn't really um, 
really doing a spiritual practice until then. Got it. Thank you. And then, so Tara, how, um, because I know that you're a huge, this is Carrie, by the way. I know it's sometimes hard with with two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the you're so then you're um, ha, so you you started with the angel cards and everything, and then that brought you to spirit junkies. Like, how did that? Because oh, I know yeah, how like how deep, deep, deep that has touched you and and changed your life. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I was taking the um, Hey House online writers course, which Doreen Virtue gifted me. I manifested that. I, I had booked my ticket to go to Maui. I had booked my hotel, and the only thing I had to buy was the ticket to Maui. And so I t- called my friend, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna, what do you think about this? Like, I'm going to manifest that Doreen Virtue gives me this um, ticket to the Hay House writers course. I'm going to call into her radio show, and she's going to pick me. And my friend's like, you're fucking nuts, but okay. So I called in, and I got through, and I was the last caller and she was like do we have time for one more caller I'm like yes you have time for one more caller um and so she picked me and then she winded up giving me the course she gave me the online course so I winded up refunding or changing my ticket to Maui this is all like written in the book by the way and I winded up changing my ticket to Maui and I flew in on the day of Wayne Dyer's one year anniversary of his death. And I had no idea. I landed, went on Instagram and there's all this stuff about Wayne Dyer. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how magical. But that brought me to the, that brought me to the online course. And I saw this lady named Gabby Bernstein on there and she was teaching about writing books. And I really resonated with her spirit and her authenticity and her ability to be Mm -hmm. vulnerable. And I was Mm -hmm. like, who is this lady? So I looked her up online. I actually, I looked her up, it was funny because she was talking to um, a lady in the audience who actually won the Hay House Online Writers Course. Her name is Chef Shine, um, at Chef underscore Shine. She's amazing. And so Gabby was telling everyone, go follow at Chef Shine on Instagram, and I'll follow her too. So then I went and shot, followed Chef Shine, and then I followed Gabby Bernstein. And then I just started following her stuff and reading Spirit Junkie, and her story really resonated with me, but mostly her her authenticity and how kind she is. She's very kind and it was real, you know? So I, um, I heard about her doing this masterclass. I took her, she does a little webinar to teach you like seven steps to find your life purpose. And then at the end, she kind of talks about her masterclass and I did the online course and I loved it the little seven steps to find your life purpose. And then she announced this masterclass and I thought to myself, Oh man, right now I just don't think I have the funds to go to New York city and all that stuff. So then like a week later she offered a scholarship. So I applied and I won a partial scholarship and I went and that masterclass for junkie masterclass completely. I don't, I don't want to say the class changed my life, but the teachings that she taught really resonated with me deeply that I was able to do what I needed to do to, um, do the work to kind of change my mind about my life. So, yeah, I, I am so much in gratitude of Gabby Bernstein and that Spirit Junkie Masterclass. If you have the opportunity to take it, the digital course just ended, like the, the cart just ended for that. But you can go to New York City maybe next year or the digital course is offered once a year in July or June. Wow. wow. Yeah, I actually, I've, yeah, I've taken her online course as well, and she truly is um, – she is, she's, she like, she is a light. She just is a light, mm-hmm. like period. You yeah. Know? She's, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. I just thought uh, that spending the weekend with her, um, I went to Kripalu and she had a retreat about how the universe has your back. And it was so amazing to go to that retreat. And the, the, the big lesson that she talked there, you know, you have a choice in life. You can either choose to see life through the teacher of love or the teacher of fear. And, um, I it just she's just amazing. That's all I have to say. I mean, I could talk about Gabby Bernstein all day long, but yeah. Well, I'll tell I love you, that. you know, it, it's funny because I found Gabby when I was going through my own transformation, which is why I loved your whole, you know, you broke your ankle and then that kind of stopped you. And I know that you spent a year sort of studying through that spiritual light. Um, and, and I did the same thing. That same thing happened to me. A, an event happened, and all of a sudden I found Hay House, and there I was awakened. But Gabby's book, May Cause Miracles, 
was one of the books, ooh, I just got chills even saying it, because of the prayer aspect of that, and I was in a place in my life where I just needed to pray to get through it, uh, that book mm-hmm. turned me on to Gabby Bernstein, and it's so cute because right now I'm in a book club, online book club, doing The Universe Has Your Back, and just a little online uh, book of the month club group that I'm in. And so I, I totally love the spirit junkie aspect of her teachings and mm-hmm. and her light as well. So I really, really get that. And and so like let's yeah. just kind of right now into what manifesting is because you know, everybody says, okay, manifest. You can manifest your life. You can change your life. You can think this into existence. What, you know, you have a place on your website where you kind of can click and say, yes, I want to manifest. What does that mean to someone who's like, what does manifestation really mean? <laughs> I think uh, You're like, what a question, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> to see it, you have to believe it, as Wayne Dyer says. And just doing little <laughs> steps of power of intentions to make it happen and listen like my book uh came to believe which will be coming out later i mean the whole last chapter is completely different than what i thought because i thought that i was going to win the hay house writers contract i mean there was no doubt in my mind i was going to win it i had done everything i could to manifest that like i had in my phone like all my phone alerted me at 11 11 with the hay house address with the prayer from archangel gabriel and how to write from the truest uh place of compassion like everything i was doing was manifesting being a hay house author i wrote in my journal every day i am a best-selling hay house author and then when i did not win that contract i like it it hit my gut so hard and i was like how did this manifesting go wrong i did everything right but then I thought about all the other things that had transpired um, that I was able to manifest, like obviously during giving me that course, going to the Spirit Junkie Masterclass. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about like, you know, if I wouldn't have taken that Hay House online writer course, yeah, I didn't win the contract, but I figured out who Gabby Bernstein was. And that has definitely had a lot to do with me transforming my life. And then I thought about how, you know, yeah, I didn't win the Hay House contract, but this has given me other opportunities to learn all about self-publishing on my own and having a whole creative hand, my own hand in the creative process of my book and doing the things the way that I want to do it. Um, and it kind of takes a little pressure off, you know. You can just kind of go at your own way and pace. Like there's no rush, progress, not perfection, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean – I think it's just setting clear intentions, calling in your angels, writing things down um, in your journal. I, my passwords have met, uh, little code of things with came to believe in it. I got a bracelet made that says came to believe. Underneath it, it says 11.1111. Like I do a lot of uh, little things to manifest and, you know, also asking for signs too. Um, I just think if you have positive energy around it and then also showing the gratitude for what has come into your life, it's going to invite what you want, um, and more things to be grateful for. So it's just having a mindset, a positive mindset about it. I freaking love that answer. And, and you know, I also entered the writer's workshop, and I remember doing the same thing that you were – I'm, like, sitting here going, oh, my God, like, that was my whole thing. I knew I was going to win. I told everybody I was going to win. Like, it was the thing. <laughs> and when I didn't win, yeah. I sent my son a text that said – um, I didn't win the contest, you know, kind of like an, you know, wah emoji. And he came back and he said, yeah, but I'm sure you were runner up. And at that moment, I realized that it did not matter that I won because I had accomplished mm-hmm. something that was so big for me to do, which mm-hmm. was submit a proposal for a book. So I'm sure you know that feeling. And it didn't matter yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's like I can self-publish this. I can put my message out there in the world because now I have the confidence. Right to do it. So that mm-hmm. was, I just really wanted to share back with you that when I got that text that said, I'm sure you were a runner up, like it was a game changer for me in that whole process of, Oh my God, I didn't win. And I think everybody right. who does that, there's a lot of our listeners who have entered the Hay House workshop who are self-published authors. And it's like about mm-hmm. doing it. It's about just putting it mm-hmm. out there. So, so bravo to you. And I, so now Thank I just want to switch to our social media, um, our social media, coaching and what is a social media coach uh let's just get that out there what is a social media coach somebody says i need you what do they get yeah well i kind of want to uh backtrack just a little bit like uh, how it, it all happened becoming a coach because this yeah. is another gift of the house online writers course 
So Doreen Virtue was talking about how if you want to be a Hay House author, you have to have a social media platform. And I was like, what the F is that, you know? And so I, I went home and I created my account and I put my picture of her and I as my profile picture. I was at Serenity of the Angels and I was like, ready to go. And I just started building it and really uh, doing it with authenticity and integrity. And then people started following me. I think my first post got 44 likes and I was like, what? Oh my God. And I was so excited by that. And then, um, I just kept growing it. And then everybody kept asking me, how, how did you do it? What, what, what can you tell me? How did you do it? I just started giving people free advice about it. And then a friend of mine, Carrie, who you guys had on the show, I think a couple of weeks ago, she had said, why aren't you charging people for this? And I was like, well, what do you mean? I can't do that. And she was like, yeah, she should be charging people for this. So that's kind of how it all started. Um, so as far as a coach goes, so basically I have a couple of different options that you can work with me. So you can either just get the guidebook, uh, which is the, the lowest entry level price point. This is very helpful. You'll get a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to do, yeah, if you want to do one-on-one coaching with me, then basically you pay, you can pay for one coaching session, two coaching sessions, or three coaching sessions. And then what I do is go through all of your platforms with a fine tooth comb and just get right down all of my suggestions also things that you're already doing well because it's really important to give people encouragement because a lot of people are turned off by social media giving them encouragement tips and then we spend the time on the phone uh, via Skype going over what they should fix and change and then I also have a Facebook group for my clients or for people who bought the book to to connect with each other and ask questions I mean even one of my clients uh yesterday put a question in the group and you should actually have him on the show, Alex Levy, but he um, was asking, how do I make my cover photo on my Facebook clickable? So there's a clickable link. And I'm like, Oh, that's a really good question. So then a lot of people chimed in and helped answer. So everyone kind of helps each other. And then that drove me to add that to the guidebook. So I just added that to the guidebook yesterday on how to do that. Cause I was like, Oh, I didn't have that in there. So it's kind of like a collective effort. Like i I don't know everything. I'm learning from them too, but the group now has like 130 people in it. So I've sold 130 guidebooks, which is really nice for passive income, by the way. (laughs) You know, if you're wanting passive income, this is the way to do it. Um, So that's kind of what it's all about um, with the coaching, just providing support to people, someone they can talk to and bounce ideas off. A lot of people, I think, confuse me as a marketing coach because when we get on the phone, they want my advice on how to market themselves and change their names and what image should they use. And I have a marketing degree, but that's definitely not – I'm more social media tips. But then I find myself coaching them on marketing or also just encouragement coaching. Sometimes I feel like I'm a life coach in these situations because I'm telling people (laughs) it's okay to put yourself in front of the camera, get on Instagram stories and film some videos. And if you're afraid to put your face, like put your dog on there at first, like just get out there, just start, like do it now. And they're like, are you sure? Like, yes, just do it. You can do it. You know? So I feel like I'm also kind of like a spiritual coach as well. So it's been really interesting. I mean, I love it. Wow. That's so cool. I, you know what? It's so funny because I, I find that like, do you find like we all kind of are life coaches in one way or another, you know, like with our friends or like people, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because I, I know, so Carrie is, I know, you know, Carrie, she is mm-hmm. one of my closest, dearest people on the planet. And just to tag that, Alex is going to be on our show in September. So oh, we've good, already booked good, him. Good, yes. And he's, yeah, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. So listen, you know, we, um, go ahead, sweetheart. Oh, I was going to say, I have another person that you should have on the show, too. I don't know if you know who Andrew Barker is. I just had a uh, reading from him, and he is fabulous. But anyway, go ahead. Awesome. Okay, well, we will we'll circle back to that. Because we love having people like that on our show. So that's so cool that you gave us that, that name. I love it. We will yeah. definitely reach out. Yeah. Yeah. So, Okay, so we're not going to give away the farm because we definitely we're, we want all of our listeners to grab the book from you, and we're going to give you give that code at the end. But like, can we just like jump into like a little bit about like building your platform? You know, hashtags. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a couple of questions about you know like do you do like I really want to talk about hashtags, and then it's like do hashtags work on everything and do you change them? And you know what I mean? Like, so just, yeah. you know, like for me, like, cause I mean, t- 
Tara, you went from one to 10,000 followers in like a year. I mean, that blows my mind. That's so mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I mean, clearly I'm not doing something right because I, I <laughs> haven't even hit 500 yet. You know, like I haven't hit 500. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I would love to just, you know, tell me, tell Kathy, tell our listeners, you know, just give us a little insight into all of that. Yeah, well, first of all, it doesn't happen without a lot of hard work. So, like, I was out on a medical leave because I had multiple foot surgeries, again, root chakra stuff. So, like, I had time to kind of work on it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I do want to put that out there. But as far yeah, as the hashtag I... goes, um, you want to change your hashtags that has to do with your post. So, obviously, if you're posting a Dorian Virtue card, you want to use the hashtag Dorian Virtue Angel Cards, Oracle Card, Card of the Day, you're not using a Dorian Virtue card, you shouldn't really be using her hashtag. Like I'll see a lot of people putting hashtag Dorian Virtue and it's not anything to do with Dorian Virtue. Um, mm. But yeah, using hashtags that have to do with your post. Um, and then uh, you can do 30 hashtags per a post. That's kind of a lot. And I've been reading now that that's, it's kind of too much. You just really want to pick maybe 15 that are really strong hashtags. And by strong hashtag, you would think that a hashtag that had – 1 million hits is a great hashtag to use. That's absolutely incorrect. You want to use a hashtag wow. that's around 15,000 to maybe 200,000 because the ones that are in the millions or the 600,000 or 800, there's too many. So your post is just going to get lost in the shuffle. So you just want to use what like great. up and coming hashtags, you know, 15,000 to 200,000 maybe. Um, and then when you're using posting a Dorian Virtue card and you're using hashtag Dorian Virtue, it's probably a good idea for you that day to go through the Dorian Virtue hashtag. And by going through that, I mean searching Dorian Virtue, looking at all the posts, going through and liking everybody's stuff, commenting, even following them, and then, you know, hopefully they will reciprocate and follow you back or at least go back to your page and like some of your stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how the hashtags work. It's a way to draw people to your page. So like using hashtag love is just like a waste of a hashtag because hashtag love has like 20, 20 million hits, you know, and your post is just never going to get seen. Um, so you want to use more, you know, up and coming ones. That is okay, that's, a good that's, yeah. So, okay, because in my mind I'm thinking like, you know, would you want to, you know, like if you use stuff that like isn't relatable to your posting, you know, but like it reaches a different audience. Like, you know, if you were, I don't know, a dentist and you, you know, put the hashtag spirituality, like it would bring more people to the awareness of you, but I guess not, huh? Like if that like is irrelevant, it doesn't, you know, I was just thinking like that would expand your, your uh, audience. You want to use the hashtags that are going to attract the audience that you want. So for me, during Virtue is who started it off for me. She's the one that gave me the encouragement to write the book. That Her audience is my audience. Those are the people that are going to potentially buy my guidebook or um, hire me to coach them. So they're very important to me. And, you know, I always make sure I follow angel card readers back uh, because I want to show um, reciprocal support, you know, um, right. So I, I mm-hmm. target target angel card readers a lot. I mean, that's kind of – I don't have a lot of time to do my own social media these days because I'm doing everybody else's, but I always make <laughs> sure I go through that hashtag. Or going through Gabby Bernstein, like people who follow Gabby or other spirit junkies are certainly going to be my uh, potential customers. So I always go through mm-hmm. those hashtags. Um, and don't don't think that just because you're an angel card reader yourself that other angel card readers won't be interested in following you or, or booking an angel card reading from you because I can't really do angel card readings for myself. For some reason, sometimes they don't really work out. <laughs> like I, you know, I don't know. So I had to hire Andrew Barker to do one for me because I wanted an outside perspective where maybe my energy wasn't influencing the cards so much that I was pulling. Um so, yeah, I mean, don't, be a, don't think that they're not going to follow you or they're not going to support you or they're not going to book a session with you because they already read cards. I get countless messages. Hey, I'm an angel card reader myself, but I just have a hard time doing it for myself. Would you mind doing a reading for me? I get that a lot. So, um, yeah, you want to go with who your tribe is first because they're going to support you. Like I know my spirit junkie brothers and sisters are always going to support me 
um, hopefully like my post, hopefully follow me back. And so I kind of start with who I know is going to um, help me drive my message, you know. I really <laughs> so that, like that's that. What I do. That's great advice. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, what else did I want to ask you? So, like, okay, just really quickly, like, as far as, like, Instagram versus Facebook versus Twitter, like, do all of those, like, I think I heard once, like, you shouldn't use hashtags on Facebook. Like, is that? No, hash, you can use uh, hashtags on Facebook, but not, like, 30. I would just use five. And so what I usually tell my clients is when they're writing out their caption and their Instagram posts, and if they're sharing directly from Instagram to Facebook, which you can do if your account's a business account and you want to only get to your business Facebook page, just put in the main caption uh, five hashtags. So when it shares over to Facebook, only five hashtags come to Facebook. And then put the rest of the hashtags in a comment on Instagram. So that way ah. you can come over to Facebook. Yeah. So you can go in and formulate all the hashtags in the Instagram caption because if you want to see how good they are or whatever, go ahead and type them all in there. And then what I do is I cut 25 of them out of the caption. Like uh-huh. I select them all, cut them out on an iPhone. I don't know Android very well, so this is how I do on the iPhone. And then I will then comment an emoji, comment another emoji, and then comment the rest of the hashtags. That way the hashtags are hidden in the Instagram post. So when people are going through their news feed, they don't just see 30 hashtags as your caption. They're like, ooh, gross, I don't want to read that. You know, so it kind of hides yeah. the hashtags when you cut the 25 out and, and hide them in comments. Oh, I, I love – I've been finding, you know, with Facebook particularly, sometimes more is less. You know, more is, uh, less is more because people mm-hmm. are so into being in a hurry with their lives that they don't want to spend a lot of time watching a video. They don't want to spend a lot of time reading a post. But I also notice with Facebook, which, you know, Facebook, which one, of, of Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram, which one do you think has the biggest audience? Do you th- I, I mean, I think Facebook, but I'm just curious what your take I is. Think it, I think it depends on who your audience is. So um, mm-hmm. I think for me, Instagram is probably my best platform, but Facebook mm-hmm. probably has the most broadest, broadest age range of people. If you're trying to attract, right. teenager, attract teenagers and Snapchat's going to be your thing, Twitter is more yeah. of old school. Like Twitter's kind yeah. of not as used as um, maybe Instagram now is. Although I don't, I don't uh, give up on Twitter. At least Twitter, you can put clickable links in your posts, unlike Instagram. I, I love so. Twitter. Yeah, I love Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I don't go through my newsfeed on Twitter ever. I just post on there and then I get out of there. Um, um, so, no, see, I'm a Twitter my, fool. I go, I chase the hashtags on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So there's probably a lot of people out there like you. That's probably how you found me. So you don't want to give up on it. And you definitely want to uh, post separate to Twitter. So you don't want to share your Mm -hmm. Instagram post to Twitter because then it just comes up as a link. Always post separately to Twitter. Facebook does that also. So the other thing about Facebook is – you know, we started out on Facebook how many years, you know, whatever many years ago, and it was just you had everybody had a page, you know, your own little personal Facebook page, and then you started having business pages, and then you could be public personal page, or a business page was always public, and then there's the um, the uh, groups now that are the big thing, and so in when I'm looking at all those three things, I'm saying my Facebook page, unless I'm paying for an ad, gets very little audience. My public page, you know, I, I keep my, my Facebook page public because people, I want them to find me because my page gets lost in the page shuffle. And then I'm noticing that groups are getting the most buzz and you get all the posts from a group. But to be in a group, you have to just add people randomly. And so I, I'm finding this really disconnect here for me from Facebook on which way to go as a, as a person building a platform on Facebook. Well, you definitely want to be starting from your business page because <clears throat> the personal page gets capped out as ha- for how many friends you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would always start from your business page and post and then share the business post page to your personal Facebook page and I've try to draw that, those yeah. people over. Yeah. Oh. And then the groups, the reason why everyone is seeing your posts in the groups is because you're, uh, they're probably friends with you on your personal page. And so when you post into that group, they're going to get notified because you're friends with them on your personal oh. page. 
that Tara Ledoux just posted oh. in this group. But Got now it. you can link your groups to your business page. So now all of my groups are linked to my business page, so I can now post from my business page into the group. So what, when you start a group, don't you have the ability to add people without their consent? Yeah, you can, you can only add people that you're friends with on your personal page. Or you uh-huh. can send them an email. Yeah. It's just an interesting so like, dynamic, but I like the groups very much uh, because I always get the posts and I don't have to go looking for them. But uh, right. I just, you know, I, as a person who wants to start a group and like just say I wanted to do a Best Life Cafe group so that I could have all the information and everybody can come there, I still have to kind of put people out there and say, well, you're added to my group and then they can say yes or they can say no. <laughs> it's just right, like, do yeah. I really want people through that. I just think it's an interesting dynamic, and I just was wondering on your take on that. I know people are saying that they're kind of sick of Facebook groups, and they're being invited to too many groups. They're in too many groups, and they're leaving groups and that sort of thing. So kind of the group thing was doing really well there for a time, but now I think uh, they're slowly uh, trickling off very slowly. I mean, I, I do okay in my groups, and if you allow in your groups for people to promote themselves, I think that always helps, like, on certain days. Like, not allowing uh-huh. them to go in there and sell, sell stuff whenever they want. But in my group on Mondays, every other Monday, they can post their blog link. And then every other Wednesday, they can share one of their social media handles. And they only can do it on those days. They know that that's the rule. So that way people know that that group is a safe place to just get inspiration and not be sold to. Yeah. Wow. No, I like that. And I but, think that the, and, you have to have a huge following for your, if you're a group that stays alive, it's kind of like those businesses, they all start up at once and then only the strong survive. Because I know there's some yeah. groups that have 10,000 people in them and they're going to survive where the group of, you know, 150 may have, or on the other hand, it might be really nice to be in a group with just 150. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my Came to Believe group only has, I don't even know, maybe 400 people. I don't really push it very much. And, I mean, I'm happy with it because the people in there are the people that are going to support me and probably buy my book. My social media group right. only has my clients in it, and they like that it's exclusive and that it's not open to yeah. everybody. But groups are good. Like, you know, the Archangel Michael group, uh, the Manifestation group, that group is amazing. So if I share one of my Angel Card posts, from my business page into that group, I get so many people that get pulled back to my business page because they I don't post I like I just share it there. I don't put anything in the caption. That way it forces them to go back to my business page to read the post. And if they like mm-hmm. it, then I can turn around and invite them to like my page. So whenever I do that, my posts on my personal page I mean on my business page, they get a lot of likes, at least fifty to hundred likes because I've shared it to that Archangel Michael group. It's made them come to my business page to read the whole thing. They like it and comment, and then I can turn around and invite them to like my page once they've liked something on my page. Right. I understand that process. That's very interesting. I often was like, yeah. what is this invite? Don't they already like my page? How are they getting this post? If I, you know, so I, I always yeah. wondered about that. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So let's go to uh, your social media guide. On your social media guide, you give uh, a bunch of apps that people can use. Um, And I loved that because, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do nowadays for creating our social media posts is from our phone. And so mm-hmm. you have, like, a couple of different ones that you use. Um, but one of the ones that interested me was find on followers. Because I know on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, I'll, I'll, they'll say, oh, so-and-so followed you, followed you, followed you. And then the next day I go back, and instead of having, you know, I have, like, 1,247. I'm an organic, you know, Twitter uh, grower. I don't pay for ads. But I remember thinking, you know, now I have four less the next day. How is this happening? Said, so you say yeah. go through these apps every other day. And so what is the benefit of this, of the unfollow? What is the unfollow follow thing? Uh, the benefit of doing that is nothing. It's so frustrating to people to be followed and then unfollowed a, a day later. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It really is. It's like, that. what? Yeah, I mean, 
it's just it's just a waste of people's time. So that app at least allows you to see who has unfollowed you, um, uh, which is really helpful because then you're not following a bunch of people that are no longer supporting you. I mean, obviously, I follow people that don't follow me back because they inspire me and I like what they post. Right, right. It's good for, like, I guess the general public. But, yeah, I mean, it's just just not cool to do that. I mean, for me, like, also, too, like, people who just follow me but don't even like any of my stuff, it's kind of like, what's the point of that? I mean, they're obviously just wanting me to follow them back. The time they don't unfollow you right away, and maybe down the road they will. But for me, like, I don't – now I don't follow anybody back unless they like at least four of my posts and maybe comment. In the beginning when I was first building, I would follow anybody back who liked at least one of my posts and followed me, and I went back to their post page. And if I liked their page and they weren't, like, posting about porn and drugs, then I would, like, follow yeah. them back um, in the beginning. But now I'm definitely a lot stricter uh, – with who I'm following back. So think of that. If, that. if that's how I'm thinking, I think that's how most of the general public is thinking. So if you're trying to get people to follow you back, just following them is not good enough. you got to go to their page and show some interest, show some authenticity, comment specifically on what they're posting about instead of saying, great pic, love your feed, great photo, you know what I mean? Like those canned responses, I mean, I just laugh at them. I'm like, seriously? Like, did you even read the post? Did you even, like, look at what I said? Um, so you want to be authentic while you're you're commenting and yeah, you're opening my eyes so much. I get a lot, I get a lot of that, like nice pick and, or just wanted to say hi. And, and so, but I like the theory of like, cause a lot of times what you're describing is what I actually do. Like if they follow me and they've liked a couple posts, I definitely am drawn to go see who and what they're about and who their followers are. So that's it's an yeah. interesting. I just you know, but the unfollow thing is really a, it's a real thing, and people I think wanted to hear like yeah. today. Why I wanted to bring that up is because those of us who are building a flat platform, it gets frustrating, you know, when you're oh, like, totally. but I had twelve hundred fifty yesterday, you know. Yeah, and it's okay by the way. Like you know, if I go follow somebody and I see two later, two days later that they didn't follow me back, of course I'm going to unfollow them. But if they followed me back, I would never go unfollow them. You know, right, I mean, they right. follow me. I, it's just is not cool. And also, too, I wanted to bring up, too, a lot of people who are building their platforms, they think that if they're following a low amount of people, that that makes them look cool. It's like, so you'll see people who have, like, uh, 10,000 10, followers, but they're following, like, 90 people. I'm pretty yeah. sure that people are not going to follow you anymore because it obviously looks like you don't follow anybody back. So just keep that in mind, too. Like, if you're growing your platform, you want to keep the numbers a little balanced. So, like, if you have 2,000 followers, you should probably follow, like, 1,000 people. Keeping it more balanced to give people hope that you're going to actually follow them back. Like, for me, it's a little different now because now I think I'm up to 13,000. And I I follow a good chunk of people, like 2,600 people. My news feed is completely diluted, and I don't really enjoy it anymore. So now – that's why I love that Doreen Virtue hashtag because then I can catch all my friends at least through there. Or I've mm-hmm. made a separate personal ah. account, which I think Carrie, Carrie follows me on my personal account. And so that way I can really see people that I, that I really know and, like, have a relationship with. I don't want to say that I care about because I, I certainly care about the people that follow me, but I know that my news feed now is just diluted with a bunch of stuff that may not be my interest because I am following 2,600 people. So I probably would right. never go over 3,000 myself just because I, I do like mm-hmm. to still go through my news feed. But if you're just building, you want to keep that number. Like I would never chalk down the amount of people I'm following to like 200. I just – like even if you look at Gabby Bernstein, I think it's so cool that she follows over 1,000 people. You know, like it's where if you look at – I don't want to name – names and be me but let's just say you look at Wayne Dyer's account I mean I think maybe he follows I don't know like not very many like I just think it's cool that people that are like you know have high status accounts when they follow people because it just shows that they're interested in what other people are doing I agree with that wholeheartedly yeah. Hopefully I well, said that nicely. I didn't mean to put anyone down, but like maybe you know, Wayne I just, wasn't the right person though. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, I mean I can I can see he probably wasn't the right person to pick on, but like uh I don't know. It's just He's Sorry Wayne Tyre. I love you. I love you, Wayne Tyre. <laughs> 
Um, so, okay, so along those lines, though, so, like, you know, I always get, like, people follow me, like, and then, like, I click on them to find out who they are, and it's, like, you know, get 10,000 followers. Like, what, what's uh, that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, is that, like, a paid thing, thing or? That's right. I mean, so I never being do paid that, to do that. It? So it's, like, an app. They're probably an app that you can buy followers with. I usually mark those as spam and block them. Because you never want to buy followers. It's just not a good idea. Because Instagram's now getting very uh, uh, strict on this kind of stuff where if it looks like your account, like is, they call it like bot accounts where you're buying followers or you're buying likes, uh, that sort of thing, it's, it's just not good for your account. And then they'll like not boost you in the algorithm and your post won't be showed to everybody. So that's just somebody trying to get you to – buy followers from them. And usually those followers are like fake followers. I had a client that actually decided that she wanted to buy fake followers and I advised her not to, but she did it anyway. And then I was going through these followers. I'm like, it's somebody from Nicaragua that I can't even say it who has like, they're following 2000 people and nobody's following them back. It's like, it's clearly a fake account that's just being used for this stuff. Right. So, I, I don't recommend it at all. Like, just don't do it. It's not worth it. You really <laughs> only want people following you who are going to buy your book, buy your services, and support you. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was just thinking, is it like an ego thing so that you could like open up your phone and see like that you have like you know, ten thousand followers or whatever, and it's like they don't even well, care like it, what you're posting. I think it makes your account look reputable if you have a certain amount of followers. I think a lot of businesses will initially buy a couple thousand followers so it looks like they're a reputable business. And I oh. think that's what my client's intentions were, and I think that's why she did it because we had just started it, and she wanted to do that right off the bat, and then it totally dropped the engagement down, and then, then I think she regretted it, and there's no way to undo it. There's no way to get those people out of there unless they unfollow you. And how do you get them to unfollow you when it's a fake account? Oh, right. Yeah. Mm, very, very fascinating stuff. And, you know, social media, oh. uh, for those of us who are trying to build our platform, uh, you know, it, it is sometimes overwhelming. So your guidebook really is a place where people can step-by-step step take their their platform and build it step by step. And one of the other parts that you have in here is about bloggers and how bloggers can make money. Now, blogging's always just been a joy for me. And when I write a blog, not caring who's going to read it, it's because I love to write. But when I was going mm -hmm. through your, uh, the part for you, you had a, you said you had the pleasure of taking Jenny Sousey. Is that how you say her last name? Sousey? I think it's Sousey. Sansusi from a website, and I'm going to shout it out because I thought it was the most awesome website, www.healthycrush.com, and she has a guidebook course, which I'm very interested in, and you're an affiliate, and we're going to talk about affiliates in a minute, but what I love about your guidebook is that you're giving other people's awesome resources in this same book where, like, so when I clicked on that and I got there, I told Carrie, I said, oh, my God, this website, like, I can't wait to dive in because yeah. it is so formative. And so so I love, that's what I love about your guidebook is that it's not just, like, here's Tara Ledoux telling you what to do. It's, like, here, it's kind of like what we like to have people on our show that we can showcase. It's, like, you're showcasing the best of the best here to build this platform. And I just wanted to shout out mm -hmm. that I thought that that was so awesome that you did that because as me, the lay person pushing on this this uh, this website, got so excited that I now can later on today go back to this website and say, what does she have to offer? So I just wanted to shout out to you that yeah. I thought that was really a cool thing about your guidebook. And there's many, many more uh, places in this yeah. guidebook that you give you know, other people, because we're all light workers working for the same thing. We all have our mm -hmm. own message. We all had our own path to get there. And it is about getting to the same place, and that's coming to a life that we have peace and joy and happiness and love and making decisions the same way. Uh, yeah, there's enough you know, to go around. And I don't know blogging like Jenny does, so – of course I'm going to shout her out. And I'm all about empowering other people and supporting other people. I mean, I don't know it all. So 
Yeah. I love that. Okay. How exciting. So, uh, you know, we never did give a number, but if anybody wants to call in and talk to Tara today, you could, you've got about uh, 14 minutes, 646-787-1842. Uh, let's talk about the affiliate uh, and what that means to be okay. an affiliate. Because a lot of it is, you know, um, when, you know, we just started on this blog talk radio show being able to promote ads, and I don't know how much money that makes, but, but doing this work, there has to be, like you talked about passive income, like there has to be something coming in to keep this mission going. So let's just talk a little bit about the money part of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not an affiliate expert, actually, in Jenny's guidebook. She talks a lot about affiliates, and that's really uh-huh. how she, she – her whole guidebook is all about making passive income. But for me, like, I'm an affiliate for Hay House. I'm an affiliate for Amazon. I'm an affiliate for Gabby's Masterclass. And it's just a great way to make passive income by just having, uh, you know, click, click buttons on your website or your blog for people to click to – to purchase things. I mean, for the Hay House one, I do really well on there. It's when they offer sales. So, like, if they're going to do 50, buy one, get one free on their courses, of course I'm going to make a post about it and put it on my Instagram with my affiliate link. And anyone who goes in there and buys anything, I'm going to get paid a commission on. Um, same thing with so Amazon. You have uh, to just go to their website and apply. Uh, if you go to hayhouse.com, I think there's probably a little button below that says affiliate. And then you apply to be one. Yeah. You can do that on Amazon. You can do that with different, different uh, websites and yeah, different products. I I think Jenny talked about like, I think some kind of blender of a Vitamix blender was the thing that kind of got her started with the affiliates. I think that's (laughs) what she had said, but yeah, she, I, I actually met her through Gabby's masterclass level two and she gave us all that. Uh, that guidebook and I just thought it was amazing and she actually is the one that inspired me to make the social media guidebook so I was like heck why don't I make a guidebook about social media and make some passive income so I really credit a lot of that guidebook to her because she's the one that empowered me to do it and that's why it's so important to empower other people not just women because you know her making that guidebook has empowered me to write my own guidebook where I list her course in there, which ultimately will hopefully help her out with people buying her course. It's so important to support other people. Mm-hmm. And do, when you created the guidebook, was that also create space? Was that the same? No, uh, I actually made it in um, iBooks author on the Mac, and then I just uploaded it as a PDF into uh, gumroad.com, which is where you can sell courses through. It's a website that you can sell courses through. Nice. Lovely. So well, let's give everybody the. I know I'm freaking out. Um, let's give everybody the code for the guidebook, and then we have one more thing to talk about, which is your new upcoming book. I came to believe, yes. which like we can't leave the show without talking about that. So the yeah. guidebook is normally twenty nine dollars. Yeah, twenty eight dollars. Twenty eight, oh, and no, then tw- you're <laughs> yeah. No. 29, and the um, code to enter on Tara's website, which is taraledoux.com, is Best Life Cafe. Yeah, and you actually want to go to to taraledoux.com forward slash social media, and then that will direct you to the Gumroad website to purchase the guidebook, and then if you use the code Best Life Cafe, you'll get $9 off, $28, which makes it $19 for the guidebook. And then you'll get invited into the Facebook group when you purchase it. Ah, That's awesome. And let me just tell all of our readers, like, <laughs> you like you get this book, get this printed out, and, like, because you just – you you um you refer to it all the time. Like, Kathy and I were just like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. So – I highly, highly recommend. Um, yeah. All right. So now, Miss Author, let's put on our author hat <laughs> and let's talk okay. about Came to Believe. Tell our audience yes. about it and what, you know, it's your memoir. Right, right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a memoir. So, like, it, it basically talks about, like, the first two chapters is kind of like, my childhood and my upbringing and growing up in the disease of alcoholism and, you know, the growth and the transformation with my mother 
Um, it, it's really a beautiful story of my mom and I's relationship and the healing work that we've done. I talk about all the spiritual stuff, like breaking my ankle, having a spiritual awakening, the amends that I've made with my mom and my dad, and um, finding the angels. It's like it has so much stuff in it. About, it talks about manifesting, um, the healing journey I, I'm on for being a survivor of incest. It's, it goes really deep. I'm very vulnerable in this book. Um, I'm really proud of it. I, I'm just so happy that I did it you know, finished writing it. Like I said, I was going to write it and I did it and I completed it. I'm really proud of it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't wait for people to read it. Uh, Tara, I obviously went through the exact same process. So I completely, completely understand. And, you know, I think a memoir, it, it's really important for, for our listeners and for ourselves to know that, that when you're putting that much personal information, I remember the moment that I turned in my final edit and I realized that, you know, within a month or two, everybody was going to know more about me than they ever wanted to. And that I kept private for so many years, but the, but when you're writing a memoir, I don't know about you, but for me, you just blah, just kind of like angel reading, you blah it out and then you come back in and yeah. your editor, you work on what's right to keep, it still has to be the real story of you. And because there are so many things in our life that happen, that there are personal things that go out there. So I know for me, I had to go through a process of getting over the fact that this was out there. And so you're still in that process of before it's out there. So I was just wondering if any of that was transpiring for you, like, oh, my God, they're going to know this, you know, and how that, how you process (laughs) Yeah. So specifically, I've been getting more and more open about talking about being a survivor of incest. And for me to include oh, yeah. this in this book, I, was, I wasn't going to. And I had, you know, level one spiritual master class with Gabby. I had talked to her about this. And she was like, you absolutely need to include this in your book. My therapist was like, you absolutely need to include this in your book. So I included it and I wrote it out. And when I reread it, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said this. Oh, my God, I can't believe I admitted this. I can't mm-hmm. believe I gave this mm-hmm. kind of detail or whatever. And it's really interesting because when I was at Kripalu this weekend, Gabby was talking about the process of writing her new book that's coming out, Judgment Detox. And she had said that, like, something like she always knows that it's uh, – speaking from a place of like truth and authenticity when she goes back and reads it and was like, Oh wow. Like who was this that said this? I can't believe I said this, (laughs) you know, and you want to like, you want to just leave it in there. And so that really spoke to me, but yeah, I am very vulnerable. But I don't go into a lot of detail about the, um, the, uh, you know, what I endured during my childhood. That's going to be for the second book that I'm writing. I'm going to be really going into depth about that healing journey, but yeah, I'm really proud of it. I am kind of a little scared about what um, some family members will think. I know I was just on a podcast, the Food Heals podcast, and I mentioned the incest, and some of my family had heard it and had no idea that it had happened to me, and I'd gotten some calls, and it was just beautiful. So I think I'm kind of over that hump, at least now that's out and they know. So it's a little easier with strangers reading about it than your own family. Yeah. So. I think I think I'm good with everything that's in there. I'm really proud of it. I think it shows uh, such a loving story between a mother and a daughter. And I'm getting emotional mm. talking about it right now because I I right. love my mother Aww. so much. But mm. I know that like some of the things that I say in there are not going to be things that are going to make her feel good. But it's my story, and I'm telling it from my place. And in the end, I wrap it all up in a nice, pretty bow and. She's an amazing mother today, and she's absolutely there for me, and it's just the journey that we had together. So I am a little nervous about that because I definitely don't want to make anyone feel bad. It's just I just want to help people. I want to help people with what I've been through in my story and with how you don't have to do it all on your own. Like I love that quote from A Course in Miracles, if you knew who walks beside you on the path that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. And I truly Mm. believe that someone has been walking on this journey with me my entire life. I wouldn't be where I would be today without all these things happening. So, yeah, I'm just super excited. Like somebody very important to me is reading it right now. And when I get it back from them, I have the photo shoot on Saturday. And then Mm. I hopefully will come out like in October. 
Wow. I, I, I just loved hearing that because I know exactly how you felt. And, you know, the authenticity and the integrity, and we talked about that in the very beginning, is so important in a memoir because when we are being authentic to share our message to help someone else, it actually does happen. Like I've had people say to me, if I hadn't read that story, I would not be doing this. Like I, you know, like, and when you get that type of feedback, you're like, it was important that I told this story, even though now you know mm-hmm. I used drugs, you know, when I was da da da. Now you know right. about my message, or now you know about, you know. And uh, the thing about the family, I went through a little bit of that, and I will tell you that some of them were like, it had to be there, just like you said, like it had to mm-hmm. be there for me to understand the story. And so it'll it'll be okay, is what I'm trying to tell you. So Tara, yeah, I mean, Doreen, go ahead. I was just going to say real quickly, like Doreen Virtue gave me the best advice. She said if you write it from the highest truth and compassion, that you cannot go wrong when you're talking about other family members and how their stuff affected you. So I really took that to heart when I wrote the book. Uh, I can't wait to read the book, and I can't wait to come back, and we'd love to have you back on our show in October when the book comes out. And I've been able to read it because I always like to read the books. So, Tara, in the end of our shows, and we're coming to the end of our show, but in the end of our show, we always, Terry and I each pull an angel card and do a Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote because we are Wayne Dyer fanatics. Uh, so if you'd like to join us and pull a card, you can. If, if not, uh, just hang tight and we'll pull it out. So I'm going to give my Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote today. I do want to say, though, for people who want to get on the wait list for the book, they can go to cametobelievebook.com. Perfect. And we will post that in our in my Best Life Cafe post today. Uh, okay. So one of the things that it's just been one of those days in the world, and so I, I found a Wayne Dyer quote, not only do you become what you think about, but the world also becomes what you think about. Those who think that the world is a dark place are blind to the light that might illuminate their lives. Those who see the light of the world view the dark spots as merely potential light, which, as light workers, we all get. I love that quote. Mm, yeah, me talk. too. My message for everyone today is: you have a special bond with animals. Your pets on heaven and on earth and in heaven are watched over by the angels, and so the message would be just. To Pay a little bit of extra attention to your pets today. Give them an extra hug. Our pets can sometimes bring us so much joy. And so I'm going to take this message as just giving my mean old cat a little stroke today. <laughs> I have a very mean <laughs> Carrie, anything? Aww. Yeah. So my card is from, you know, my favorite deck, Mermaids and Dolphins. I chose this deck today because I wanted it to be a little bit lighter and playful based on everything that's going on in the world. And so my card is accept heaven's help. And it says you've prayed for help, so get out of the way and let heaven help you. I love that. You know, I just, I, uh, the last few days um, I have just been like kind of asking the universe to show me rather than forcing, you know, and like, so in my meditations, I ask for signs and all that stuff. So I, um, I just invite everybody to do that and kind of, you know, get out of the way and just allow the universe to bring to you the miracles that, that it will. I love it. I pulled the card too, if we have time. You do. We have, we have time. Love it. So I've used Chris Carr's Crazy Sexy Love Notes, which I love this deck because it's so, like, lighthearted. The card that I pulled is You Are Awesome. The best relationship that you have is with yourself. Build it, strengthen it, and praise yourself. Share what makes you proud of yourself um, because when you're beaming light, you're going to help others to see things from a more positive perspective. I love that. Tara, thank you so much for spending this hour with us. I am so grateful for the information that you've given to our listeners, that you've given to us personally, because we are still in the process of building our own platform. We uh, 
we would love for you, any of our listeners, to share this on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to www.taraledoux.com. Check her out. Check out her social media guidebook for spiritual entrepreneurs. It is amazing. I promise you, you will find something to better your platform in this guidebook. Tara, we'll see you back in October. Yay, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Aloha, everybody. everybody. Have the most blessed day. Bye. Bye.